Welcome to another American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Welcome to the second decade of the American Road Magazine. During the past 10 years, we've covered lots of miles with our guests on American Road Trip Talk, but none of those excursions compare with the cross-country journey that today's guest made in 2012. Starting at Sunset Bay State Park in Oregon, Jamie Summerlin ran 3,452 miles in 100 days until he dipped his 10th pair of worn shoes into the Atlantic at Annapolis, Maryland. In our conversation with this tough former Marine, Jamie will share the purpose behind his ultra, ultra marathon and the people to whom he really wants us to pay attention. In this first podcast of a series of two, Jamie describes some of the people he met along the byways of America on his coast-to-coast journey. Most of us cover the American road in the comfort of a vehicle, uh, perhaps maybe even using a bicycle, but not many of us can claim to have gone from coast to coast on foot. My guest, however, has. He's a remarkable young man who has made that trip across the country for a very special cause. And we welcome Jamie Summerlin to American Road Trip Talk. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing well this morning. How are you, sir? A little better since you're finally off the road after many, many months on the road running across the country. Yeah, uh, just uh, doing a little recovery here and uh, getting my feet back under me, so to speak. <laughs> Those feet have got to be tired. Yeah, a little bit. So, you know, it's, uh, after a while, the physicality of it, uh, uh, you know, the body adjusted and uh, things were moving forward very well physically. You know, the, the majority of the time was spent dealing with the mental, you know, struggles and uh, every, the day-to-day pounding. So, Why don't you give folks a sense of the entire sweep of what you did, when you started and how far you ran across the country? Well, I started uh, back on March 26th, uh, stuck my feet in the ocean, in the Pacific Ocean, in Sunset Bay, uh, which is in Coos County, Oregon, and actually is uh, the hometown of my wife, uh, who I've been married to for 16-plus years now. We are both Marine Corps veterans, and um, we wanted to start there where her family was at, and uh, 3,452 miles later, 101 days later, uh, as I had that extra 100 miles that I did on the very last day, uh, I stepped my feet into the Atlantic Ocean in Rehoboth Beach. And uh, so I covered about 34 miles a day uh, with no break days for the 100 straight days and did it all to raise awareness and money for our wounded military uh, men and women returning home uh, overseas and uh, as well as uh, just helping support and thank gener- uh, veterans in general along the way. Jimmy, that's a wonderful feat that you've accomplished. But as, as you were saying, and people should be aware, this was done not so much for uh, the nature of gaining some sort of fame for have physical feet. You were really out there to raise awareness in communities that you passed through about the fate of veterans who have come home from the battles that we read about in the newspapers and who are, many of them, still suffering. So you made side trips to different veterans facilities along the way, I understand. Yes, I did. Uh, actually, that's what we really tried to keep the focus on the whole trip uh, along the way, uh, to try to help people understand that the run wasn't about me. Uh, the run was truly about the brave men and women that uh, I considered the true heroes in this story. And so we took every opportunity uh, that we had to uh, stop by VA hospitals. Uh, you know, even as I ran through towns and um, past uh, Army National Guard facilities or recruiting stations, I, I made every effort to stop 
in and just to uh, uh, let the men and women know what I was doing, uh, why I was doing it, and uh, uh, just to say thank you because I know for myself when I was in the military, it meant a lot to me for people to let me know how appreciated it was for my service. And so I just wanted to, to pay that back to the men and women that are serving today. And uh, what a true honor it was to be able to meet those uh, brave souls that are uh, you know just out there serving yeah. our country and uh, doing such great things for us each and every day. Jamie, as you were uh, meeting with these veterans, you yourself having served in the military, what, what struck you? You came home with all of your limbs, I understand, but many of your compatriots who were overseas didn't. What, what were some of the things that struck you as you met these vets? Yeah, you know, that, that's one of the things that uh, we continued to pass along to folks was, you know, I was very fortunate to get out with uh, my physical and I guess arguably my mental capacities all intact. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the men and women that we were doing this for, uh, they were, uh, you know, they're going to be suffering with these issues for the rest of their lives. You know, I continued to say it was 100 days of temporary pain for me. I would recover and move on. But the men and women that I was doing this for were going to uh, deal with these issues uh, forever. So, you know, it was great just to get Getting a chance to chat with these folks and see the the spirit that they had, you know how appreciative they were of the folks that were out there supporting them, you know, and and, and letting them know that they did care about them and wanted to see them uh, be successful. And to see that there was a fight left in them, you know, that they weren't just giving up, that they, you know, were, were utilizing services that had been provided for them. And, you know, that's one of the messages that we tried to convey to everyone was, you know, the VA does a good job of supporting our vets, but there are gaps that need to be filled. And so we, we did what we could to support those organizations that are uh, taking care of our vets mm-hmm. in a big way. And, you know, not only was it a matter of getting communities to be aware of our veterans, you know, and the support that they needed, but also letting the vets know that there are people people out there that do care about them and want to yeah. see them be successful and, and be taken care of. So the message, you know, kind of grew from what our initial cause was to really uh, make an awareness uh, be raised for all people, not just the communities, but the veterans as well. Jamie Summerlin is our guest. He uh, has just recently, in the summer of 2012, completed 3,452 miles running across the country from literally coast to coast, ocean to ocean in 101 days. Jamie, was there one veteran, a story that stood out for you as you were meeting with these people? There were times, you know, where days were tough to get out of bed, where, you know, just uh, uh, being out there in all the weather conditions, the snow, the rain, uh, the heat, uh, you know, all the different things we encountered. But I tell you, each day was made easier, and I have to go back to the third day that I was on this trip. Uh, We stopped at the VA hospital in Roseburg, Oregon, Oregon. And I got a chance to uh, to run by, you know, and, and, and stop in and chat with the vets. And, uh, you know, these were folks that were in rehab uh, wards in the facility, whether it be for physical or PTSD issues, uh, even, you know, veterans that were in, you know, drug and alcohol rehab, you know, just dealing with all these different issues that, you know, so many of our vets come home with, you know, each and every day. And we just got in there to talk to them about the fact that the run was about them, you know, that it was a true honor for me to be able to get out there and let these folks know that, uh, you know, there were people out there that supported them and, and wanted to, you know, help them out and, you know, just to make them aware that, uh, you know, that, that we do care about them. And, and that's one of the things that we received back a couple of days later from the public affairs uh, person that we spoke to. We got a lot of feedback from that visit. And one of the guys that I happened to speak to for just a little while in there, 
he had shared with her uh, right after we had left that it was the first time that he had ever felt like someone truly cared about him outside those walls. That right there for me made my trip. Like I said, that was three days into it. And to just know that we were making that kind of an impact to help these folks realize that we do care about them. And as I told them that day, I didn't know them from Adam, but I I loved them just like they were my brothers and sisters because they truly were. And we wanted them to know that we do care about them and want to support them. And that, you know, that, like I said, that was what motivated me through some of those uh, tougher days was knowing we were out there doing something good for some people that I truly considered the heroes in this whole journey. Now, Jamie, you mentioned tougher days. Uh, talk a little bit about what that trip was like for you physically. I mean, some of us have been out there as joggers for years. Maybe even some have run some marathons. You went well beyond that. Yeah, you know, I trained for a couple of years, and, uh, you know, I live in the beautiful state of West Virginia, so we've got lots of mountains here that I, I run and, and uh, you know, partake in races in. And um, it, we started off, obviously, in Oregon, and within the first four days, you know, I went from sea level to about 1,000 feet. And then on day five, I started climbing from Steamboat Inn to Diamond Lake. And if anybody's familiar with that area, the last 25 miles of my run was about a 4,000-foot elevation gain. Oh, so I was straight up the mountain over 5,000 feet, and it had been pouring the rain down. It was cold. You know, I just wanted to get the run over with, and so I stayed on my toes most of the run. Well, I wasn't really stretching out that well as I was climbing that mountain. The next day I woke up, and my shin on my left leg, the muscles were swollen up, and, you know, I had a lot of knots, you know, built up in there. It made it difficult for the next few days to get out and move. Actually, my running went to a brisk walk, uh, a very painful walk, and I was still getting my 35 miles in, but... They took my six- to eight-hour days quickly to 12-hour days. So it was brutal, not only on me, but on the family, you know, on the crew that was there with me. And, of course, this was in snow at that point. So it was it was making it very tough. But my wife, who was my uh, inspiration, my crew leader, my nutritionist, my physical therapist, she got in, started helping me out, you know, and stretching my leg out. And, and uh, the next day, you know, actually when she had stretched it out, I had been walking so stiff-legged that the, the adhesions in the front of my leg, the muscle was starting to heal back up. But it was healing in a set position because I wasn't moving my ankle. So she started stretching it out. And if you've ever heard Rice Krispies popping, well, that, that's what it sounded like in the front of my leg. I mean, it was, it, it was just the most painful thing I'd ever experienced. But I got up the next morning. Felt a little bit better, got out and started walking, you know, walked the 20 miles out. And my son, who ran with me quite a bit on this trip, he got out and he had walked about three miles with me uh, that day. And he made a comment to me that I got to thinking about as we were out there. He said, you know, I just never thought my dad would ever run across America. That's really cool. (laughs) And it kind of stuck in my head a little bit, you know. And so he got back in the RV and I told my wife, I said, you know, either I'm going to do this or I'm not, you know. So I started jogging it out. And I jogged out those next 12 miles, and the next day I started running again, and I ran, I ran the rest of the way. And, of course, you know, we dealt with the snow. I mean, yeah. in Oregon, blizzards where I couldn't see a quarter mile in front of me. I was in 100-plus degree heat there the last 24 hours when I ran the 100 miles in Delaware. Uh, it was all over the map. But it was uh, every step was worth it. And, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, it was 100 days of temporary pain for me, uh, well worth every step that I took and everything I had to endure to so Support these vets and, uh, you know, let them know that they were appreciated. You've just heard part one of two of an interview with Jamie Summerlin, a former Marine who ran across the continent in a 100 days to draw attention to his fallen fellow soldiers. Please join me for part two of our interview in our next podcast. 
I'd like to invite you as well to subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. And visit us at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itineraries, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey. <laughs>